Here we go. We're going to see how this goes. I get to see into the hearts of, of coaches and athletes yes. so quickly. We can have this adrenaline rush in the moment and still be the image bearers of Christ that we are called to be. My passion is for the life of Christ to be lived out through me. I mean, Seth turned a little red when he was talking. It was really, really good. I get really excited. We want to find an easier time. We want to find a better time. And it's never going to appear. The best time is now. Zach, you're dropping proverbs on us, man. My work as coach is a minister of the gospel. Man, I am looking forward to more conversations around this. You guys are the best. We've been talking a lot about the abundant life and the fullness of life, of doing things God's way, doing it by his power, doing it for his glory, doing it with a whole heart, a new mind, a strong will, a great passion, that all that stuff culminating is the praise performance. And I read that quote from Wes, and as we're recording, Caleb comes down the steps and jumps in, and I'm thankful that this kind of, that phrase popped in my mind of... Yeah, what do you do in interu- yeah. how do you praise the Lord in interruptions to your well-planned schedule? He wanted to come down and tell me about Pocahontas. He's watching Pocahontas and John Smith. He's been all about that stuff, so it's like, "Oh, praise God. Thanks for sharing." I'm like, "You want to get on the podcast?" <laughs> he quickly ran away. <laughs> um But thinking of those practical examples, how do we actually like when rubber meets the road? How do we live out the praise performance, Seth? I think you did a great job listing out a ton of like circumstances or situations in which it can happen. So what are those things and how do we actually put, I love Brian Loritz says this a lot about putting, tr- like putting truth in, in works, like putting mm-hmm. the truth to work is like putting some shoe leather on it. How do we put some shoe leather on it to walk this thing out of the praise performance? Yeah, one thing um, we've talked about a bunch here on the podcast, we've talked about it on the calls, and we will continue to talk about it um, just because it works so well uh, and it's so simple, uh, is focal points. Yeah, that's good. Um, something like I know, I, I think I talked about it on the last podcast or maybe one before that, but man, like the, just finding something uh, in your sport, in your equipment, uh, in uh, on the field, uh, looking at the sky, anything um, that you focus on, uh will really uh, encourage you and help you and remind you uh, to constantly focus on Christ. Um, And I think like in chapter 13, as Wes talks through um, what it looks like to have a praise Mm -hmm. performance and some of the results of that, when you are focused uh, on doing athletics or doing your sport, having your game, having your practice, especially when it comes to practice, I know we like to talk about it. Um, for games, for big moments. But man, like when one of the most important things that I've seen in my life is doing this in practice, doing this in conditioning, doing this while I'm working out. Stuff yeah. where there isn't a crowd, stuff where there isn't a big audience to see me, stuff where mm-hmm. maybe, man, coaches aren't even there. Right now we're, we're done fall ball. I'm running by myself. I'm working out by myself. Stuff where no one is looking. Mm-hmm. Like this is where this stuff has impacted me the most and knowing that why do I go like why do i run as hard as i can why do i lift as much weight as i can not so that like i'll be better but man it is it is worshiping christ Mm -hmm. through that and so like when i i know cam even just shared on the call last night he uh just finished up their season uh for soccer 
and he was talking about one of the things he focuses on. He's running by himself, hmm. and he was just not excited to run, which uh, to be I, fair, I identify with that. I, I identify with that for sure. I, I Running is just not fun. But uh, one of the things he said as he was running, uh, we talked, he said he remembered from either a podcast or when we were talking earlier on a, a different call, but talking about how our breath sounds like Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Like when we say Yahweh, as we breathe, that's the sound that comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, man, that just encouraged me so much to know that every breath I was taking, mm-hmm. whether it was easy or hard, was honoring to Christ as I was mm-hmm. trying to make myself better for my sport, as I was trying mm-hmm. to make myself the best athlete that I could. Um, and so, I, I mean, that focal points is uh, just so helpful, so simple, uh, and just so encouraging as we rem- try to remember to focus on Christ and it talks earlier in the book is like if we are not actively thinking about the things of Christ if we are not actively Mm -hmm. pursuing that we're not going to be pursuing it like our natural state is running away and running against God Uh, so as we do that um, find one in your sport yeah. Um, find something for yourself. It can be Yahweh uh, it can be a cross in your face mask there's a couple Mm -hmm. examples that we've given but find something for you that specifically you see a bunch and will remind you um, to think of Christ. And then as you do that, that continues to carry through this, that continues to carry this out. And mm-hmm. we see some of these things happen. I mean, uh, Cam was talking about how sore he was uh, running. And he just like, a- as he thought about that, he, he, he didn't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that he wasn't sore anymore. It's just that that wasn't his focus. Yeah, that wasn't somewhere else. That he was willing to let impact his Mm. effort. Uh, And so we see, I mean, Wes says it, like you aren't Mm. bothered by the circumstances that come, whether it be soreness, uh, aches, the temperature outside. I know the the cold, I hate running in the cold. Messes up my lungs. I don't like being cold. I have to wear more clothes. It makes me either really sweaty or I'm too cold. But like all that starts to fade as we continue to Mm -hmm. focus on Christ. And so those things that try and hinder us from being the best that we can athletically, spiritually, mentally, all those things start to fade as we continue to focus on Christ. Yeah, I'd like to just, just, let's hang there for a second. I think a great, something that I, I heard in what you were saying is, so this whole competing biblically thing is twofold. It is one definitely for our sanctification that we are Mm -hmm. practicing our Christianity. We're practicing Mm -hmm. and growing in our relationship and being conformed and transformed into the image of Christ. And we're also witnessing the kingdom. We're we're on a mission for the kingdom's sake in sport. But those those opportunities where we are working out on our own, we are practicing for practice. Yeah. We're preparing for preparing for For competition. And it's just as important and we can have such, we can have just as much of a, it's actually even better for, I think for our sanctification for us to be prepared when no one's looking because again, God doesn't care about the outward performance or the arena or how we're doing it, whether it's an NFL game or a five, five-year-old flag football game, he's discerning the heart. He's yeah. discerning what we're doing with what we've been given and we've been given an opportunity to work out. Um, 
you know, we've been given an opportunity to work out and to prepare for when we are going to be with our teammates. That when they're mm-hmm. like, it's easier to try harder when people see you. It's hard for us to persevere through. Seth and I have been talking, so we're we're going to do a we're, we're launching a five k fundraiser. Um, but we've been looking and talking about races and talking about doing different events of like, I, I think it's true that like, I'm looking forward to an opportunity. So we're doing a five k. I'm like, well, let's do a ten k. Mm-hmm. Which might not seem like a lot for you guys listening, guys. I was four hundred forty-five pounds a year and a, a couple months ago. So mm-hmm. it's even here today, a hundred pounds lighter. I'm like, well, let's do a ten k. Let's see. I need like we were talking about. Is it okay to be pushed in that way? Is it okay to kind of have some of these goals? And I'm like, the more I've thought about, it, I'm like, yeah, because we're we're putting these things into practice when no one's looking. Like the Lord is resolving us and strengthening us and taking us through soreness and taking us through all those things so that we can glorify him, so we can grow in the moment, but he's also preparing us for whatever's to come is as we practice for practice, we're also practicing for life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I've heard people say like, if you can run a marathon, you can do anything, mm-hmm. which it's not just about that, but we are learning that if we can rely on the Lord when no one's looking, when it's dark out, and that, that again, the word integrity or integration comes in, it's like, we want to be whole everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if we can find joy and passion and energy and steadfastness and not my will, but yours be done, and a whole heart, and practicing to practice, we're well on our way to competing in a way that would be yeah. according to his word by his power for his glory. Yeah. And and God cares as much about that moment for sure. as he does, you know, in a state championship game in front of however many or a conference championship game in front of however many people. Like those are the moments mm-hmm. um, that God sees. We as, as people evaluate things and we put moments ahead of others, but God sees the whole and he sees, you know, that your heart is as much on display there as it is, you know, in front of how now God can use you differently mm-hmm. in each of those situations. But, but, but yeah. Yeah. I think of King David, King David is and obviously eventually becomes King David, but he started out as a shepherd boy. Mm-hmm. We know David because of David and Goliath. But when he, when he goes to Saul to say, I'll fight this uncircumcised Philistine who mm-hmm. speaks profanely about our God, let's go. I'll fight him right now. The king's like, well, who are you? He's like, look, I've taken out bears and lions. Think I'm concerned about this this Philistine? Mm-hmm. He is like he had prepared to prepare. He he had put in the work and not knowing what was to come. Like that's the kind of the, the crazy part about all this is like we don't know what we're investing for. We don't know what it's kind of like you're reading the word or you're reading books and all these things like you're reading the word and you don't know what trial or what opportunity to share. You don't know what's coming later that day. You don't know what's coming later that week, but I see it over and over and over again that when I'm in God's word, he gives me opportunities to share about it. Like a circumstance where it's like, okay, yeah, this is, you spent time with me and and here's, here's a layup. I'm just giving you an opportunity to, to speak my word, holy for the Holy Spirit to speak through you to somebody else, or a circumstance would come up. I mean, honestly, we're reading this stuff. 
your well-planned schedule. I'm not a well-planned schedule guy, but we have a schedule, something we're trying to do here. Caleb pops down, and then the Lord immediately brings that to my memory instead of casting him out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like when, when we talk about the story of David, we can oftentimes see like this little kid come out with way too much confidence uh and like he i mean he david did have a little swag to him he just oh, he just came in the presence of the 100%. king and is like presence of king y'all aren't gonna get this giant i'll get him army like i i don't think like i i think i mean sunday school is great and your kids should be in sunday school but some of these sunday school stories have really like impacted the way i see that story mm -hmm. of like this little kid coming out to a couple guys in tents and saying to the guy in charge, Hey, Hey, I'll do it. I'll do it because God's good. It's like, yeah, no, that, that is true. But it was a King and his army that mm. this little farmer boy <laughs> walked out in front of mm. and said, do you know who our Lord is and how he works? Yeah. Like, I don't care of the results of the fight that I'm going into. Mm. David didn't know that he was going to win that fight. Yeah, God did. I mean, God th knew. You see, even before that, like he was anointed to be king one day. Exactly. Like God knew what he was preparing this this young man for. Yeah, and David, but nobody didn't else know did anything in those situations. Mm -hmm. David didn't know when he was a, a farmer fighting off bears and lions that he would one day kill a giant man in front of an army. David didn't know as he killed a giant man in front of an army and chased down Philistines that he would be leading a kingdom one day. But I think what we see is not David's blind arrogance in himself or his mm -hmm. skills, but a trust and reliance on the Lord yeah. of saying, I'm, I'm not relying on myself. I'm not relying on my confidence, but I know that God is good. Mm -hmm. And so what he is doing in me is good. Yeah. And so I think like, as we see that in our own lives, that's something that I've realized uh, just in conversations with my dad, preparing to graduate college and go into work life and man like i i i mean i'm super anxious nervous all these things mm -hmm. um just because i'm i'm a control freak we talked about those four core idols on this podcast before we talked about last night on the call control is something that i struggle a lot with mm -hmm. and so going into something that i have no idea what's going to happen if, that i'm not going to be in control of i get a lot of fear and anxiety from that but as I'm playing sports and I'm practicing mm. on my own with the team in games, all these different things, uh, and hearing what my coaches have said and then what my dad has said about the workplace, mm. God has been preparing me for what I'm going to be doing through sports, not just this last year, not mm -hmm. just when I knew what I was doing, but since yeah. I was in middle school and high school and being taught different lessons and challenges and going through trials and going uh, doing things wrong and doing things right and figuring out uh, how to work and work on your own and work by yourself and having the right motivations and all those things but like man god has been preparing for me god has been preparing me for this moment through sports mm -hmm. my entire life and so like just seeing god's hand in things that i have been learning just for sports i didn't know what i was going to do mm -hmm. uh, until this past he year. did but he, he did. did. And so I think that's what we see through David's story is like, man, like God is preparing you for something in everything, yeah. in everything that you see and you're doing right now in your life. God is preparing you for more. God is preparing you for the things that he has for you. Mm -hmm. And I think like the verse that comes to my mind is um, 
God has started a good work in you, and he is willing and faithful to mm-hmm. complete it. Yeah. yeah, Philippians 2. Yeah. He who has begun a good work in you will see it forth. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. We'll see it forth to completion, to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it's just like uh, the knowledge. Yeah, we got to sneak Philippians in when we yeah, can. Yeah, come on. We got to get Philippians. It's not a good podcast <laughs> if we don't get Philippians in it. But man, just the knowledge and reliance of he began the work and mm-hmm. he is willing to complete it if I am willing yeah. to bow to what he has for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's the one who's willing and working for his good pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely, Zach. And, and when I hear you say that... Um, a lot of people want a bigger platform and mm. you see that in a lot of athletics. People want to get the big platform and then give God the glory. And you're right. God is preparing you for something, but we need to take, but we need to to forget the big, the better. And sometimes this thing he's preparing for, like I've tried to like, I want God to use me, but then I've seen that creep in this, I want God to give me a big platform and I have to come to the place in my heart. Like if nobody knows my name, if nobody recognizes the work that God has done through me, am I content with following the call of Christ? Um, and so we need to take ownership of our call right now in the little things. Yeah. So you might just be, you might be an athlete on uh, a high school JV team, or you might be the parent of a kid who's playing little league baseball, or you know whatever role you have is taking ownership now and seeing God use you because God is preparing you, and um, mm-hmm. He wants to use now. He wants to to use you and to shape you and to mold you for what He has for you down the road. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a I don't need to now because I'm just doing this little insignificant thing. Mm-hmm. Like think David was being a shepherd out in the field. Um, imagine if he didn't take himself seriously until glo- like the the yeah. Israelite people were facing the Philistines. Then he wouldn't have been prepared for that moment mm-hmm. the way God had wanted to prepare him. So wherever stage you're in, it's mm-hmm. taking the moment right now seriously. So what does it mean to worship? To, to have a praise performance, to live as praise. It is not, and this has been talked about a lot in the handbook, it is not dependent on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Praise is dependent only upon God's goodness and faithfulness, which never end. Mm-hmm. Um, they never end. So we could, you could be, Again, coaching a bunch of ten year olds or, or Nick five year olds or Come on now. You could be competing at Let's Go Green Wolves. <laughs> you could be coaching or competing on the Green Wolves. Or you could be coaching or competing at the highest level For sure. that sport has to offer and the opportunity and the call to worship mm-hmm. is the same. Yeah. Um and then one other thing I wanted to to talk about, and Nick, you were I think you were getting here earlier, um, is Worship is, there's that worship that w- that we give back to God. Like there's that overflow of, of God. We talk about working out alone in your time with God, but worship is also poured out to other people. Mm-hmm. Our life of worship, our life of praise impacts and, and compels us in the way that we interact with mm-hmm. other people. Um, I think of when we say, what does it look like? What does it tangibly look like? Uh, when I go, when I coach or when I play drop-in soccer, I am looking 
not all the time. So not that I'm, I should be at times I do Lord help him. Yes. Lord help me. But at times, like when I am in a heart of worship just last week, there was someone new there. Uh, it was a high school kid who plays and I got to spend, I just was intentional about talking to him, getting to know, you know, school life, his, hear some about him personally, about who invited him there, and, and just to be able to build that mm-hmm. relationship and to encourage him. When I'm coaching, it's not just going straight to the people, who, like the core of our team, who are going to give the best, or you know, this transactional relationship where I can invest in them so they can give the most back to me. It's giving to the players who may never be able to give us better performance mm-hmm. or help us win the game. Um, so it's a vision for others and an inclusion of others into whatever little circle you find yourself in. Um, I think one of the most tangible ways we can worship the Lord, um, I think of, so the the banquet, the parable of the banquet, where the, and Nick or Zach, if you guys remember more details, help me on this, but this man was going to have a banquet and he invites um, three different people. One declined because he was he had just bought a piece of property and he had to go check it out. Another one had um, I'm forgetting a lot of the details, but um, they couldn't come, so he opened it up to anyone who would come. Mm-hmm. And that's who was there at the table at the banquet. The kingdom of God is an inclusive kingdom. Everyone is welcome to a seat at the table based on the sacrifice and the goodness of Jesus Christ. So um, on your team, are there people who find themselves on the outside looking in on your athletic context? Mm -hmm. Are there people that just find themselves on the fringes? We need to include those people Mm -hmm. one-on-one relationships and inviting them into the core, letting them know that they have a place like they actually are there as a part of the team, not just a member of the bench or whatever. Something we have not talked a lot about in a while, which I think we should talk about right now. Let's do it. Is so what you're describing, you're making me think of the four channels of mission. Yes. The four channels of blessing. So, I mean, how can we live this stuff out? How can we live out a praise performance? It's through blessing, like through blessing others, being on the mission of God to bless the people of God. And to bless the outsider, mm-hmm. like to care for them. So we use these four channels of blessing or these four channels of mission that we got our own teammates, we got opponent, or we got officials, people that are making decisions and judging right and wrong. Authority figures, yeah. Authority. And then we got the next circle out is you got your opponent, the quote unquote enemies, which the Bible debunks that pretty quickly of how we should treat them. And then finally, we have the forgotten, those who Mm -hmm. outsiders, not thought about, overlooked, marginalized, um, fans, parents, custodians. custodians. I I think that this is, we haven't talked about in a while because we've been going through the hand or the handbook and not through the competing biblically stuff, but is that this stuff would flow into mission. Yes. Like God did have a purpose, even though David was training over here, he had a purpose for his mission mm-hmm. on the, on the other end of it. 
mm-hmm. whatever little thing we're working on now, God is working towards a big thing. Like you showed up to play soccer and then you have an opportunity to invest mm-hmm. in a kid. Mm-hmm. Like God is has this incredible tapestry kind of woven together. But yeah, how can we how can we do that? What does it look like? I mean, part of we're using that illustration of being away from the team. If I'm, I mean, look, I've played on a lot of teams. I'm going to be honest with you. I have not given my whole heart, new mind, strong will, great passion to working in the off season when I'm away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I wish I would have done a better job of was working when no one was looking because I was good enough mm-hmm. that I could get by on my talent. I would get in shape as we played and I'd be ready to go. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working out, I'm not just working out for myself. It's got it's like I've got to be thinking about my teammates that I'm I can bless them in my performance. And when we're working out and we're doing stuff together, I'm there to to spur them on to love and good works. Mm-hmm. I just thought that's something we should mention. And yeah. I don't know if you guys have any ideas or, or opportunities that are out there as we practice or compete or do stuff together. Where I think the praise performance. It overflows into it overflows into that place. Yeah, I think um, Nick, you're gonna have to say it again. But you said a quote or an idea last night on the competing biblically call about how we should love our coaches. Mm. Um, so I'd love if you just shared that real quickly again because that was something that. Yeah, and and so we talked about this whole like. Um, whole heart new mind strong will great passion we say them all the time but the thing that holds all those things together is love is first john four nineteen that we love god because he first loved us how does god love us this doesn't and i'm trying to view my kids this way trying to view my wife this way that it's not based on circumstances but god will never love us any more or less than he does right now because he already loves us perfectly what would it, I mean, that is definitely a way that we can enter the praise performance is loving our teammates, loving the official, loving the opponent, loving those around us, not any, and our coaches, or if you're a coach, your players, not loving them any more or less based on what they do, whether they excel or I guess decel. or don't measure up decline there we go go. thanks i appreciate the help with words but yeah that's what that's what we talked about last night was like the 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 perfect love of the lord we can't gain more from him with any of our achievements even with our love back to him he loves us the most he can possibly love us and when we're at the when we fall short and when we're we're not enough we don't live up to the mark He's not, his love is still perfect. It's not detracted from. Yeah, and that that's such a high call. And I think that's something that like we forget so often uh, in sports. That's something that we don't acknowledge is that we are to treat everyone with love. I think mm. like you you were saying specifically for athletes looking at their coaches um, and coaches looking at that's who's on the call. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, if we take that mindset to everyone that we interact with, whether it be in sports, whether it be in our lives, like mm. that is where we get to live out this praise performance with other people. That is like going through the four channels of blessing, the four channels of mission. Um, and what Wes says that here, he says, let your understanding of others honor God. This is on page 70. Let your, let your understanding of others honor God as you are aware of his presence. 
is what we're saying is exactly what we're saying here is like interacting with people and looking to honor and bless and love and serve them because we know God is present with us and in us and through us. Yeah. Like that love doesn't come from that person. That love doesn't come from our circumstances around us. That love doesn't even come from us. Like we, we can't base our love on us either because we find circumstances that we're not full. Come on, but bro. like, man, we, uh, you said all that last night and I was like, dude, I have to figure out a way to put this into a tattoo. Cause I'm going to, I have to remind myself every day for everyone I interact with. And I was like, okay, how do I do this? The, the shortest phrase that I can think of is can't love more and won't love less. Mm. It's like, okay, like I can't love you any more than I do right now. Like uh, thinking about my coach. Okay. I can't love my coach any more than I do right now. Mm. And I won't love you less. So I'm going to grind really hard in the off season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that my coach is fine and where he's at in his life. I'm going to check in on my coach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for my coach in the off season. I'm going to pray for my coach before practices I, for my teammates. I'm going to encourage them in the off season to continue to do their work. I'm going to like, there's all these things that we can do if we have that mindset towards everyone that we see, like, like you were saying there, we have teammates that Seth, you were saying like, we can't just invest in teammates that we are super close with or comfortable with, or that are the high performers. Like, man, we have teammates on all of our teams that aren't the best players. We have teammates on all of our teams that won't be the one to make the game winning shot, game winning save, whatever it is. But man, if we have that mindset to them, how can I love you the most that I do? And how can I not love you any less than I do? And that, none of that comes from us, comes from circumstances that has to all rely on Christ. That is where we find mm-hmm the motivation for everything mm-hmm. it's just like we we know that like because uh, it's so hard to put into words how much christ has loved us but when you think of just for a second mm-hmm. where we were in standing with christ um paul uh, paul at some point says remember who you were before christ um and like man taking a step back to see okay how was I acting towards the Lord when he stepped down and sacrificed his son for me? Yeah, he stepped down when we were enemies, not friends. Yeah, we weren't friends. We weren't acquaintances. We weren't mm-hmm. teammates. We weren't like coaches. He wasn't like my co- Like I was directly going against everything that he said. Mm-hmm. I lived my life in spite of who he was and what he's done. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that state that I would spit on him, mm-hmm. uh, have him dead to me um he loved me enough to step towards me mm-hmm. and, and like when when i think of that how much more can i love a teammate on my team mm-hmm. how much more can i love someone who i don't quite get along with like i don't have anyone in my life that is mm-hmm. living in spite of me and would do everything against what i'm doing mm-hmm so how much more am I willing and able because of Christ's mm. love for me to love them the same way? Yeah, here's one of those instances where I just felt led to listen. I've been listening to the screw tape letters. Um, and in the chapter I'm listening to right now, the actually screw tape writing to Wormwood actually writes on this point of wanting to have contention between Wormwood's person and his mother that he would find annoyances and grievances and like keep reminding him that like yeah you want her to be to come to christ you want her to be saved but keep reminding her of all her sin that really annoys you and i was just challenged like what would it look like if well 
not what would it look like. Those are thoughts I need because that happens with me and other people. Mm-hmm. They did this, they did this, family members, friends, ministry people. And like I always assume my best motives. Mm-hmm. And I always find, like, I, if not in Christ, I always find offense that going back to the episode that Lindsay was on was mean no offense, take no offense. So, how can we mm-hmm. practically put some shoe leather on this praise performance? In interacting with teammates and coaches and and humans, like mean no offense toward them, and take no offense from them. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Find redeemable moments. Talk through things. But that was just interesting as you're as you're walking through that. Um, we're, we can quickly. I mean, the great commandment is this: love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. We give ourselves tons of grace and maybe if you're, you're someone who doesn't give yourself a ton of grace may the grace of god work powerfully in your life to see how much how loved you really are mm-hmm. even though your sin is great his love is greater mm-hmm. and his grace goes deeper mm-hmm. than anything that we can imagine which also empowers us to live graciously towards one another to pursue the outsider to to pursue relationships that don't advantage us and the bible says in first peter 4 8 above all keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins mm-hmm. just go and leave it there just leave it there good deal let the word speak for itself well why don't we why don't we just leave it there then for the for the end of the episode mm-hmm. I think that was a really good really good episode talking about how when we do things God's way how worship is an overflow mm-hmm. um, it is and it is loving God and it's loving others both you know our personal sanctification our personal walk with the Lord mm-hmm. but also God using us through our worship as vessels um, for his grace to reach out to others. So I appreciate that. Um, if you want to be in on more conversation, I know I've mentioned it quite a few times past couple episodes. It's because we want you there. Join the Competing Biblically call. Come on. Um, the registration link is at the bottom of each of the episodes since we've started doing that call. So please join us. We'd love to have you. Love to, number one, meet you, talk to you if we don't know you already, and to have conversation with you to to just like we get to talk and pass these ideas around and even prepping for the podcast, we throw things around, agree, disagree and wrestle. We want, we want to include you guys in on that process Mm -hmm. because we have so much fun doing it here. We want others to join the party. Yeah. We want to learn from you as well. We want to learn and see what God's doing. Yes. Yeah. We're not, we're definitely reiterate for the millionth time. We're not the experts. We're just some guys who love this stuff and we want to, we want to grow deeper. Yeah, and push each other more towards... And stir each other up to love and good works. Yes, amen. So, please do that. We'd love to have you. That's down below. And until next time, we will see y'all. Perfect love.